0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to
1: today's podcast. I'm here with Evan. Uh, so, thanks for coming on, mate. Thanks a million, Sylvester. Thanks a million. Appreciate it. Appreciate, appreciate Jasmine. Come on. Pleasure. Yeah, all good. So um, we got a few things to go through today. A lot of it will be kind of
0: mistakes orientated um, and hopefully give you a few solutions at the other end of it. Anyone that listens to this podcast is most likely going through some form of fitness or wellness journey. So um, there's going to be a few insights that I think will be very relevant to the people listening. But in terms of just to get a bit of a gauge on the guest, Evan, do you want to just go into a wee bit of your story, how you get into the industry? um how you feel as if like you like yourself are passionate about it there's always there's always a a reason to it um which i don't actually know so i'm interested here as well Uh, absolutely you want to go into that
1: that's perfect yeah so basically so when i so when i was about say from the age of i suppose 10 to 10 to suppose 18 19 i was a jockey for 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 base so I suppose I as a professional jockey from the age of sixteen to nineteen, but all the way up from literally once I was grown up, it was always racing, racing, racing. So I suppose a massive, a massive part of a jockey's life is always weight management. So I suppose like every day like my sole focus was i suppose a number on the scale so do you know what i mean so basically my everything was based around nutrition based around training you had obviously your day job of obviously racing but as alongside that then it was nearly another job in regards to managing your weight because i suppose a jockey's weight is um an awful lot below the, the, the average the average show soap i suppose you know what i mean so you have to go to, I suppose, more extreme methods, I suppose. And um it's 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 obviously that that's that's where I suppose I got the the real knowledge, I suppose, of nutrition and of training. And that's where I started to go into more in-depth, um, in-depth things around around both training and nutrition. So I suppose from the age of six, so where I got my license when I was 16, and I had moved away from home and all of that once I finished school. And then from there, then I got on grand, had a few, a few, a few nice years, a few decent years. And then obviously, obviously a few, a few very bad years and more so the latter end of it. I had a few bad injuries and that and um, say fractured three vertebrates, My back did my collarbone all in the space of six months. That's so that had put kind of an end to that side of things, you know. So we're um, not, not put it into it, I suppose, but it put it into it for me. I, I, I just was drained. Like, you know what I mean? You're just hitting the deck there and just breaking bones. <laughs> And I just, I was mentally drained from both, from the nutrition side of things. And I suppose, um, and I was mentally drained from the, from more so the falls. So I just got very sick of things. So I just, I was always so passionate, I suppose, about nutrition. And I decided to do a personal training course straight after that. And just to cut things a little bit shorter from there, then I did my personal training course. And after, I suppose... About two years then i moved I, I started um i started personal training i opened up my own gym then uh june june this year or june yeah sorry june last year sorry june last year so i'm just over a year in business now so i suppose i did every i made every mistake that any person could make in regards to nutrition like from trying shake diets from putting out carbohydrates putting out bread um and to be honest with you and i probably i never really said this before like but i suppose like things like even flipping as in like um making yourself sick things like that you know what i mean um which is obviously just not, not not ideal you know so basically you made every mistake every mistake possible so yeah that is i suppose where i got the love from it and that's why i want to go down that route yeah no
0: the first jockey i've had on i'll tell you that um, and <laughs> But I think what what's interesting is like every single person I go on has always got like a, a unique reason, but everything usually stems, not always, but usually stems from childhood. Obviously, since the age of 10, you're still kind of building up your relationship with yourself to figure out who you are, what it is that you are, kind of like what your habits are and all that sort of stuff. You're still building that up. And that's obviously something that like I'm quite passionate about because I work with a lot of parents and a big thing that comes with them is obviously they're teaching their kids whatever their habits are passed down to them
1: definitely yeah
0: it may not have been as much of that way with you you might have always guided your own path because of the jockey side of things and but there will be elements that would have been like taken down from them and and the way that they speak about food and and all that sort of stuff so
1: that that is so accurate to be honest and i think I think, I, I think that is such a good point, to be honest. And it's not something that's spoken about enough. Um, like, when you think back, like, all your eating habits are based from, I suppose, what your parents are telling you. And a lot of the time, I suppose, the advice that you're getting from, let's say, your friends, family around, say, nutrition, a lot of the time, it's very, it's, 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 it's off. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's off. And if you have them beliefs growing up, you're only, you're, I suppose, you're only going one way, I suppose, until them beliefs are somewhat switched around, you know, because like, and as you were saying at the start there, like some of the things where we go into, I suppose, mistakes and stuff, like, there is just countless amount of them, like, you know, and, um, I think, yeah, I think the foundations are really built as a child. But for me, I suppose it was the racing that put them into me, you know, because like it was just numbers, 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 you know. You couldn't just say to me, I oh, don't, don't worry about the scale today. It's going to fluctuate, you know. That's not how that crack works, like, you know. Right. Um. So yeah. it was an awful lot harder, you know, on, on, on a daily basis. But yeah, definitely, I really do agree with you in regards to the um childhood situation, definitely.
0: Yeah. And you think that even like, because obviously, you're you're clued up on nutrition now but like see when you first started and you've been passionate about nutrition if you've tried all these different things which most people will have mm-hmm. and, and shake diets and all that sort of stuff would you say that was out of like just like not knowing or looking for like a quick thing or
1: mm, definitely definitely not known to be totally honest um but at the same time i suppose i did go to dietitians nutritionists and um I can never think back to a time where they made the fundamentals very straight. Uh, like, I, I, I can never think back to it straightforward. I could never think back. Um, I was given meal plans. I, like, I wasn't told what to do. Like, I suppose I was given maybe two, three different meal plans. Like, I went to, let's say, University of Liverpool over to, say, special dietitians and things like that, trying to get a little bit more help and stuff. And um, it was just, I never found that I was given the fundamentals. So I never knew what the hell I was doing. So once I moved away from the likes of say a meal plan, I was I was all over the shop. You know what I mean? Like I I found I, I could see myself when I was having on my meal plan, I see myself on track. When I was let's say something happened during the week, like let's say I wasn't at home or something, I was see myself off track. And that was leading me to binge. And um uh, yeah, no, I I I was it was a part of not knowing, but also being desperate as well, you know, it it was being desperate to Get to goal weight, keep at this goal weight, like you know what I mean. I like I was always so focused on staying at one number, or else I suppose your career is going to take a hit. You know what I mean. Um, so I was just trying everything under the sun that would allow me to. I wanted to still have have say my favorite foods and things like that, um, because I couldn't I couldn't hack just eating I suppose plain bland food all the time. But I wasn't aware that you actually could have say your favorite food because I wasn't aware of calories as such obviously to an extent you are but you still weren't. it wasn't drilled into I suppose it drilled into it you know yes. so I found that like if I had any bit of like chocolate that I what I could see myself having or what I could see that what I could see that was doing to me was that was putting on fat on me straight away like that was my mindset you know however mad that sounds that is what I was thinking I found like if I had a pack of potato a pack of crisp, a pack of crisp, uh piece of chocolate I found that that was just detrimental and I might as well just stay going you know what I mean and I feel that that is an awful lot of people's mindset in regards to the feel they have they feel they do they, they I suppose eat something they so-called bad and then they feel like they might as well just stay eating it because they, they feel the damage is done when it's not like you know
0: yeah 100% it's interesting you say I have a dietitians as well because like like I'm not tarring them with a brush because I think obviously oh absolutely all- There's also good and bad coaches in terms of like the way their approach is. But I think from my experience of clients that have also been to dietitians and even have met a couple of dietitians in my time, the approach isn't very like, it's not very lifestyle orientated or even even emotional in terms of that. So like they think it's almost quite robotic. So they'll tell you, you need to do this, you need to do that. Where it might suit a person is like, um say someone was uh, epileptic or something like that and they had to like through a ketogenic diet like look at that or they were like diabetes or whatever and they had to learn to kind of so like those sorts of things a dietitian is there for things to be optimal to be safe so you're not doing stuff with... but in terms of from a fat loss perspective i genuinely don't think a dietitian is a good shout for you to to look at because i from experience i don't i think a lot of the time dietitians and nutritionists tell you everything that you don't need to know stick to the basics stick to the simple stuff and then you can build it from there because ultimately all you're doing is confusing people and then they just end up just overanalyzing everything and then they build up this kind of relationship with with food so no super interesting
1: definitely no i absolutely agree i I agree with a lot of that no to be honest i agree with a lot of that like and uh, as you said it's it's lifestyle like and just to just to touch on a point that you that you said there was um the emotional side of it like i find with clients that it's it's obviously the nutrition everything the fundamentals are gone over the start the what you need to do all all of that is okay people can kind of wrap their head around that what is the emotional side of it that's that's the hardest for people like managing managing social events um like just maybe feeling anxious on a specific day maybe something going wrong in their life you know what i mean and i nearly feel that it's I nearly feel like sometimes I'm nearly providing a therapy sometimes, you know, and, however, that's obviously, obviously not like, you know, but you're really trying to, it's, it's just guiding their lifestyle really, isn't it? And would you find that now as well with, your, with, with clients like, you know?
0: Yeah, 100%, like a lot of, uh, a lot, what, lot of what I focus on is um really the mindset element because yeah definitely my clients, like we've got an in-house mindset coach as well, Kim, um, and it's definitely something where, the mind controls the actions, as I always say. So, like, theoretically, I can just tell you what to do in the next 5, 10 minutes. But that's quite a robotic way that a dietitian might approach it. When realistically, you need get guided throughout the process. And that's something that a lot of people don't necessarily think about. This is going to be a process. It's not going to be, it doesn't end. So how can we put this into your life and stop focusing on just the short term? But that being said, I'm actually going to skip nutrition and we're going to move on to, we'll move on to something else and then come back to nutrition. Because if I was based on what I said there, just in terms of the process and people's journeys and stuff, kind of wanted to touch on that. So like, like you've got kind of natural journeys. And again, I don't want to be too like laser specific on male and female, but the kind of natural journey for guys who I've worked with and females who I've worked with in the past, quite often is um, guys focusing on the all-or-nothing approach, maybe lifting weights or, or whatever and not really having a guided hand. They think protein is the best thing ever and they just have to have all the protein. Then um, females, a lot of the time, they focus purely on the diet and a lot of like high-intensity interval training and things. And then they come to you and think that you have a a, a magic answer. A lot of the time you have to strip that back, in my opinion, and figure out what time they have, like what is realistic for them to do and build it up there. Would you agree with me that like nutrition really realistically should probably be first in terms of and ahead of like workouts and stuff, maybe a bit of movement as well, with steps and stuff, but in terms, in terms of that, in terms of moving the needle and longevity of it, like that needs to be at the forefront.
1: Without a doubt, without a doubt, because like any goal that you have, like realistically, like clients that, I suppose I'm, I presume you're you're similar. Like clients that are coming to us are fat loss, muscle building, maybe strength gains, maybe getting fitter, maybe just want to feel healthier. Nutrition has to be has to be the priority there, and you have to you have to go you have to nail the most important things at the start. You know what I mean? And like if you're just going it, like fair enough, obviously, tell a person, obviously a person doing workouts, things like that's all going to have their benefits, but in regards to getting, I suppose, to a goal, you don't want to overcomplicate things, so if you were given a person, let's say, let's say a person just starting off, uh, like I mean now, the real basics now, not having any knowledge around around training and nutrition, if you're going firing them at, uh, let's say, four-day week program, or like, even three four day week programs say then you're firing all your nutrition at them you're firing let's say their whole lifestyle stuff they have to do for you it's just overwhelming you know whereas what i find with even uh, i i've a, i'd say a lot of uh, there's there's a nice chunk of my clients say that start off and they might actually go straight into workouts and i would actually st- start off with nutrition step count keep things so simple because as i said it just overwhelms people and, and an awful lot of people uh, i've uh, all my clients are just general population clients and a lot of them all they want to do uh, is literally just lose that little bit of body fat learn healthier habits and just be able to maintain that I will always ask the question like do you enjoy actually working out at the start like do you look do you actually like doing it and can you see yourself doing it long term if the answer is no I will always then obviously ask like what sort of um what sort of things have you done done in the past because usually then it, it goes straight to right I've done like hit training and things like that. Very high intense high-intense stuff, uh, high intensity stuff. So basically then I would say, right, I'd always say, I'd always give a person the option or not give a person the option, but I'd always try and get a person to lean into resistance training and try it for a period of time. And a lot of the time they actually start enjoying it when they start seeing results and start seeing themselves progress, but also start seeing, I suppose, their body composition changes, changing alongside strength gains as well, you know? And um, I think a lot of it, is that people are just confused of what's best to do you know um like as you said that you touched on something there was uh males and females both having i suppose different outlooks and a female always it's it's always the high intensity stuff that they used to start with and it's always a fear of of adding weight to the bear always because they, they think straight away that they're just going to be massive like you know um uh, when we when we all know that that's that's not the case and um I I I noticed that I get all my clients send over farm videos to me, and I noticed like females will always not now absolutely not painting everyone with, with the one brush, but they might uh, some of them might be just that little bit weary of adding weight to the bear, thinking that it might be too heavy, not understanding how strong they actually are, you know, and what benefits add more weight to the bear. Obviously, when farm is good, the benefits it has, you know. So just to revert and back, I feel that it's a little bit of confusion, um, from both online side of things, uh. In regards to what's what's the what's the approach to take for a person you know they're, they're just they're very confused when they come and they don't know whether they, they always think that it's training 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 when in fact nutrition is key
0: yeah 100 percent. and i think um even if you just look at like you know the total daily energy expenditure kind of graph and you look at it from that perspective it's like five five percent or whatever it's yeah. made up of your workout so like to focus on that as being the sole entity like straight away what I'm going to do I'm going to try and lose body fat I'm going to jump on a treadmill I'm going to go to the gym 100% those things are great and they could be the catalyst to, towards getting you to eat better but absolutely they're not the solution and I think because even what I find is clients that maybe have done a lot of hit training or whatever and I just tell them we just need to start with steps So like okay so they start with steps and then after maybe six weeks go by eight weeks go by something like that they'll actually ask for a workout. And when you know that they've asked for a workout, they know that then, right, okay, now it's time to, like, ra- they're trying to, like, ramp up. Like, I've got a gears of success thing. So I've got, like, first, first gear is habits and routine. And then second um second gear is food and nutrition. Third gear is movement and workouts. Fourth gear is kind of balance, social life. Fifth gear is basically just a drive. So push as, as hard as you can for a short period period of time and have a long like an end goal and then the the sixth gear is the reverse back out of that goal if you like so that's kind of how i kind of structure things with people because then it, it kind of lets them visualize like all the stages to go through but what i try and compare it to is you think if you go from gear one to gear five in a car what are you going to do you're going to stall the car it's exactly the same so it's definitely something that I find that that kind of natural process for people is that especially when they get to the end of the fat loss result and feel good, then the chances are they may rebound if their habits aren't ingrained and they don't continue, not just on the fat loss, like trajectory. And they actually look maybe towards, as you were saying, the resistance training side of things and go, okay, I'm going to actually look at my numbers going up in the gym and I'm going to Add some extra calories and make stop tracking calories as much, and and then that's a quite an exciting thing for them because then it's not so like restrictive
1: and it's a lot more like it's it's a lot healthier approach. Like fat loss isn't forever. Literally, that's the thing, and I I feel that's the people's biggest issue because I think every if you ask a person any person any any just average average person right, you ask them like do you feel that you're always trying to lose weight? A lot of them are always trying to lose body fat, like. So many people feel that you should nearly be always trying to lose body fat. When I say, explain to people at the start about, um, I suppose the fat loss is a phase, it comes to an end. There's a time where we do bring up calories. There's a time where maybe we do move away from tracking. Um, a lot of them can't, uh, a lot of them are so like, they're, they're, they're shocked that like that you actually are able to eat more food, I suppose, like once fat loss is over, you know what I mean? Um, because like, I think that comes from, I suppose, you're supposed fad diets and that because obviously their sole focus is diet, diet, diet. And if they had, if, if, if people knew about maintenance phases and things like that, yeah, they wouldn't have a business like, you, you know what I mean? And I think that's where, that's where the confusion comes from for, for, for people, you know, and um, one massive thing you said there was habits. Like if, if you don't, if you don't have, that's actually a really good system you have there in regards to, I suppose, the gear one, two, three, if you don't have the, the habits, the, the foundations built at the start, like, there's a good chance, as you said, you are going to rebound and end up back square one, um, because that's the same thing with I suppose you're obviously going to we're going to talk about you're on about tracking. Uh, talk about tracking calories, um, later on, but you, uh, if you're tracking your calories, but you don't have habits built behind that tracking of, of calories, you're um, it's, it's it's the same thing. If you don't have habits built, what do you do w- when you're when you're not tracking? You know, like if you're just solely focusing digits, 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 like it's uh, you could likely end up back at square one, you know. Yeah, as you
0: probably as you've experienced with the meal plans and being on and off track and stuff, and I think that's the thing. Like, I'm off, I'm off the wagon, or fell off the wagon, or like, there's no fucking wagon. It's just That's your life. what
1: I yeah. <laughs> I just said that the other day as well in a in a post. I was like a Twitter post and TikTok, and I actually it hit home with a few with a few people. So on, like just looking, say the your application form, like, and people were in the, I suppose the few questions I had asked, they were on about the. They, they, they were saying where did where did or where did um where did you find me? And it was like the wagon post. <laughs> Do you know? Because people, everyone sees themselves either on or off. They're, they're, there's no on or there's no on or off track. There's no wagon, as you said. Like it's you have some higher calorie day or it's like higher food days. You you, you overeat sometimes, you don't train sometimes. But the thing that causes you, I suppose, to 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 gradually decline, I suppose, in, in results is seeing yourself as off that wagon so therefore you just let weeks and weeks lead into lead into weeks you know whereas if you if you just like have I suppose days where you overeat days where maybe you don't train if you I suppose literally get back to things your old routine straight away as soon as possible and not let yourself lead into days and days and days you're gonna you're you're gonna be spot on you know but the issue is people just let days lead into weeks you know what i mean and that's that's where the problem lies and that comes from in my opinion it comes from seeing yourself as on some imaginary wagon you know
0: yeah yeah there's there's no in between it's not a scale um, that's the thing
1: like yeah, yeah. That's
0: the it's thing. it's like a switch it's on and off rather than it's like you need to scale back and things will things will switch priorities like i've got a few clients right now that i'm moving house i've got a few clients that are changing years yeah. whatever and then it's just about communicating with both me and with them and just being like listen if you're if you get this on like what's the bare minimum that we want for ourselves because like yeah. you're not going to be starting from square one in a few weeks time when you've moved in and and all these things so um, and then not feeling like they're failing like when people are like onboarding and uh, the program uh, one of the first videos that they'll watch is on nutrition and it, it references the fact that it's like getting a flat tire and then whenever you get a flat tire it's about then going right okay i'm just going to set the car on fire because then that Mm. um that doesn't make any logical sense because then what why would you possibly do that and then when they hear that they laugh a little bit and go yeah that's 100% me but it's most people it is most people but then that's why we're talking about mindset why you need to flip that on its head to figure out right what is what what am i going to stick to in general, for the rest of my life. <laughs> like That's the thing. And that's why resistance training for a lot of people is going to be beneficial because you're going to learn about it. And um, You might have to start based on machines. You might have to start building up. I know I'm, like, I'm fully online. I shut my gym a few years back and went online. You, if you've still got the gym, obviously you can train people in person um, and build them up that way. But for a lot of people, it might just be sticking initially to, uh, they might go from home workouts to machine based workouts in the gym to gradually then going into more resistance based up as as they get a bit of a bug for it. But then just sticking a barbell on someone's back who has no idea how to do a bodyweight squat, I think a lot of time is one overwhelming for two, like three, get get them injured as well. So we do try and do everything all at once rather than just kind of, yeah, gradually build it up. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. So I'm going to couple a couple of things together. So we've got uh, nutrition. What would you say that kind of like the main two things that you... You feel people do wrong when it comes to nutrition when they, ever start, when they first
1: start a diet? I would say, I suppose, and it's it's, kind of, it's coming from something you said there a second ago, was like, if when a person, I suppose, signs, starts up, let's say it be with me, you, whoever, what, what I notice always with it, what I always notice is that the excitement is there at the start, as in they feel that they can do more then I know that they're going to be able to do long-term. You know what I mean? They're like, when I say like, let's write, let's start off with maybe two days, two full bodies, and maybe three. Obviously, everyone's going to be different. This is just, a, just literally an example. Yeah. Let's start off with two days. And people are like, what, Jesus, two days? Like, do you know what I mean? like, They're like, what is going on here? Like, You know what I mean? They can't, wrap the- <laughs> they can't understand how a personal trainer tell them to just go to the gym two days a week. And I'm just trying to make it clear to them that this is literally, I want to make sure that you are able to do two days first, that you actually enjoy it. And then we will add in our, our, our other little bit then. Whereas they, if, if, if you if you tell a person to go like five days to the gym, um, they're, they're just overwhelmed. Like, you know what I mean? That they, they will never stick to that long-term. You know what I mean? As in, I'm on about like a general population person who has like two kids. Uh, do you know what I mean? Like they're, they're not going to stick to that long-term. So something you have to drive home from at the very start is, can you do this long-term? You know what I mean? Can, can you do this long-term? And it's, it's understanding, like it's trying to, it, 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 it's seeing that this isn't just like a 12-week thing. This isn't just a six-month thing. This has to be lifetime. You know what I mean? And it's, it's trying to get that into people at the start. But in regards, I suppose, to mis- mistakes that people make is 100% having an all-or-nothing approach. And again, this just comes to mentality as well, I suppose, that like they, 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 they feel that like if one day is over, they feel that they have done such damage you know what I mean and they feed that that's like as I said leading into days and days you know what I mean and not understanding that there is no damage done you know there's 3,500 calories in a pound of fat so that means like you need to eat 3,500 calories plus actually more even with that above your maintenance to gain one pound of body fat so when you actually explain that to a person they're like Jesus Christ I'm actually shooting myself in the foot here uh like letting letting days and days lead on you know um and i feel again as i said it's, it's an all-or-nothing approach that's the biggest mistake but one of the reasons from that is i suppose online um social media is a little bit of a it's it's good and it's very bad and i think people it's it's mistakes are coming from misinformation in my opinion you know and it's actually not really down to the person at all like if you're seeing things online about um like cutting out cutting out carbohydrates going on like uh, keto diet is the best for this like real just like uh blanket statements you know what I mean and if people are seeing that coming from well-regarded people they're like this oh, this has to be right you know what I mean this is solving my struggles that I've been struggling with like all my life like you know like they're people they hit people's pain points you know and they, they yeah. think that uh, people think that like it's uh this person's 100% right, like, how could they be wrong, you know? So, in sorry, just, I'm waffling on a small little bit here. In in regards to the actual mistake, as I said, I feel it comes from social media, a lot of it, and misinformation, in my opinion. Would you agree? Yeah,
0: 100%. Um, I think it's hard, it's so hard to sift through stuff. So, like, I, I, I explain to everyone who would ever inquire, it's like, literally anything that I ever say, you'll find out there, the issue is it's like, it's like going to a library and then trying to figure out like, like going to a library, like, a science, like that's a, the science-based section, and then trying to figure yeah. your way to the theory of re- relativity. Like you're going to have to sift through a lot of books in order to do that. So like the, the thing, the thing is, but with it, like having a bit of a guided hand structure, there needs to be an element of trust there, but see how to know who to trust and who not to see, as you said, anyone who provides a blanket statement, black or white to the this or that, and usually is wrong you need to be very open-minded i've got some clients that intermittent fast i've got some clients that go on a lower carbohydrate diet i've got some clients that really can't do that and we just focus purely on calories and they're even struggling with protein because they just don't really like protein as much i've got some vegan clients like everyone's completely different and everyone has to be treated differently in terms of the approach so i think if you can focus around the fact that your approach is going to be different to anyone else's, and it you can't have a blanket statement for whatever you do. Otherwise, you're literally following else someone else's yeah. diet.
1: Definitely, and it's it's looking. I think that comes as well from looking at uh, let's say your friends, family getting results from a specific diet. They see that they think that's the world's best diet again because it's it's something they've been struggling with all their life so it's it's only a natural instinct that you're going to be like lovely this is definitely going to work for me now this is definitely going to work if it worked for him it's going to work for me that's not how it works like everyone has a different lifestyle like some people have different i suppose maybe it might be home issues it might be more of a stressful job it might be working even different hours all these things affect I suppose the best approach that you can take for yourself you know in even in regards to training like that has that has an impact on as well obviously like a, 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 what's feasible for you each week um but like there, what people need to understand is there is no one best diet um obviously we talk a lot about say tracking calories and that but like for I have some clients who actually don't track calories because they've it just it gets some numbers get to them you know and it's uh, it's understanding that like not 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 it's not a one-size-fits-all it's not a one-size-fits-all one and to not be looking at your best friend to see what did they do what what did they do this is going to work for me you know um because it's, it's just it, it, it's not the case like a lot of people a lot of people like uh, would you find that some of your clients would you would you have any that would be getting a bit bogged down about tracking or would you would you ever would you would you have any clients say Dropping body fat saying not tracking, would you, would you ever take people through that approach?
0: Uh yeah. If a, if a client really isn't taken to tracking, then 100% I'll I'll not uh, I'll not make them track. There's all other clients that maybe have joined um with an eating disorder or like mm. had a previous eating disorder um, or even just disordered eating where it's not like tracking wouldn't be the best idea for them because, again, that puts them back into that place. Mm -hmm. Uh, But even things that I've done with people who have got a bit of disordered eating is focus on two, instead of being restrictive with the numbers, is focus on like two numbers being a protein goal and a fiber goal. So if we track protein and fiber and those two things without even the calories – and um, protein is going to f- make you feel recover from your workouts and um, right. it's hard to overeat it's satiating as I said fiber comes from fruit, veg etc it's going to be pretty healthy and then you're focused on having more of those things rather than less but you're probably in a grand scheme of things going to be in a deficit anyway so um, there's a million different approaches but the same at the same time the only thing I want to talk about in terms of nutrition is the biggest mistake that I see people make is inaccurately tracking
1: fact fact that's really really good point really good point because you, you always a person comes on and it's uh, it's it's something i kind of forgot about there just when, when you ask the question it's but it's actually it, now that i think it is it is probably the 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 main problem because when a person comes on first thing they say is i'm in a deficit and i'm not losing body fat and <laughs> you need to explain to people in the nicest way possible like um and you can come across uh, people can come across a bit blunt i suppose in saying this and i i might even sometimes unless they question boxes and stuff but like when you're in a calorie deficit you are consuming less calories than your body needs therefore your body has to go to your fat stores to use fat as energy so to say that like you're in a calorie deficit when you're consuming less than your body actually needs on a daily basis and you're not losing body fat just just doesn't make sense and when people sit back and think about it they're like ah do you know what I mean? But it comes from like a lot of people would say, right, let's say I have a female. I'm eating 1200 calories, 1300 calories. I just can't seem to lose weight. It's not happening. And then you just go and look back over the last two weeks with them. Look back and see, right, what is going on here with, let's say, your, I, I go through each meal of them. Like, let's say your breakfast, your snacks and the, uh, uh, dinners. All might be perfect. They might be tracking their sauces. They might be tracking little bits here. They, they might be tracking everything. But then the big lag comes in the weekend and they're like, ah, <laughs> do you know what I mean? What people need to understand is it's you can. It's all well and good Monday to Friday if you're if you're being a saint, because an awful lot of people are. But if your weekend then is completely blown out of the water, yeah. it's a large yeah. portion of your week and your weekly average has gone up. Therefore, fat loss is not going to occur. And therefore, you're just going to get extremely disheartened. You know, like, <laughs> would you ever find, would you ever, I suppose people would say a calorie deficit doesn't work. I suppose, like... Uh, if people, if you explain all of these things to people, then in regards to like, you're an tracking, they have nearly a laugh for themselves because they're like, ah, oh, sure, geez, this, this makes sense. And it's just with the fella I have there recently as well. Um, He was saying he was seventeen hundred calories. He started, I think he was six weeks, six weeks with me now, but 17 calories wasn't shifting weight. And it was as simple as this. Now it was literally as simple as he was having, if I'm not mistaken, just off the top of my head, he was having four cups of tea a day and having three cups of coffee a day and there was no milk at all being tracked in that but then he was having let's say as dinner he was having his weekend not taken into account so like he if you can explain to a person that like your goal is losing body fat now so at some point I suppose you did put on body fat okay so you had been consuming more calories than than what you're saying you know what I mean so if a person can wrap their head around that they have unknown to themselves been eating way more calories than they think they have, they, they can, it, it, it's an awful lot clearer, you know? Yeah.
0: Self, you need to have a bit, they need to have a bit of humility a lot of the time as well. Like they need to become self aware. I think a, a client does really well eventually when they become self aware and they stop believing their own bullshit in their own head. And that probably sounds a bit harsh, but it's very true. Like, see, even like whenever you get on a call with a client, you're like, what's going on? And then you look at the my fitness pal and you go as you say you go back oh that, that day was good and then oh what happened this day oh i had a i was at my my eight year old's birthday party whatever i didn't track anything that day and oh the day before no i i didn't track. Yeah, I, I, I was good the week before like see if yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Three, three, three weeks last thursday see if you go back to that that's a good i'm like no we need consistency here yeah. we genuinely do so i think that's where we need to look at it from like More a case of like some days we're going to be higher, some days. But like if you can track those things, then at least you have data to to go with in terms of like because that's the hard thing. Like see the culture client without data, then everything's emotional. And as I say to all my clients, um, you might not even be aware of this. Like eighty percent, because it was a fact I found about six months ago. Eighty percent of our thoughts are negative. So that be that being the case, if eighty percent of our thoughts are negative, it's like a human instinct protection thing. Um, so that you don't do stupid stuff. If if that's the case, then all you're doing is you're fighting your better judgment to think about the positives, if you like. So that's why you actually need to look at them and you need to be quite self-aware with it. Otherwise, you're just constantly thinking you're failing.
1: That's actually good. That's actually that's actually very good, actually. But when you when you actually sit back and think about that, like we are like we are very negative, like you know what I mean? Like there's like I just thinking there of that 80%, like I would be sitting here and I'm I'm maybe worrying about things that maybe I shouldn't be worrying about you know what I mean um that that actually does make sense but just going back on your point about um I suppose uh like tracking tracking let's say you're being very good say like last week and not you went your winter, uh birthday party say Thursday you know what I mean but if you, that might sound to a person looking in or listening to this uh, like oh that's obsessive I suppose tracking tracking everything but what's worse like not getting a result just disheartening yourself you're going to be disheartening yourself otherwise if you think you're doing everything perfect when it might be just one small little simple mistake that you're making it's a case of literally it might be getting scales just popping the thing on the scales like it's 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 actually very simple in it actually is very simple when you actually just go and do it and when you build a habit of maybe doing it you know um but you're all you're doing is disheartening yourself if you feel you're being perfect Feel you're being perfect, telling yourself you're being perfect, but in reality, yeah. you're, you're there, there is there is little mistakes being made, and the, the mistakes I suppose are the reason you're not getting a result. And um, it's imp- it's important to just be aware of the mistakes so that you can actually go and do something about them. Um, because as I said, you're going to drive yourself, you're going to drive yourself mad and get get frustrated, end up giving up long term.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing. Like you're not broken. Even see people like I've got clients with like, uh, thyroid issues. They're on thyroxine mm. and, and stuff like that. But it's still again; it doesn't negate a calorie deficit. It makes it harder in terms of uh, your basic, basically the calories that you would be on. Maybe at, as someone of your height, weight, age, etc., would be slightly higher. But it's still the exact same in terms of if you're in that deficit, you're like, if you, I, I, I quite often say the scientists around the world would be opening you up to figure out what is going on if you were broken in terms of like a calorie deficit calorie deficit didn't work on you because it's it's there's no there's no question around it it's not like does this work or like it, it just it, it is it's a fact it, it,
1: yeah and but when you explain it to a person like and a lot of the time I might say it to a person but people know this in the back of their head though people yeah, people yeah. do yeah. know deep deep down but it, again i think it's from just the, the misinformation being fired out there and they 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 want a quick fix because it's something that I suppose maybe maybe driving their mental health man, maybe just really getting them down and stuff. Um, and they're like they're thinking, right, there's there's something else to this, like it couldn't be just as simple as that, you know. Um, but if you explain to a person, I suppose, like when a person usually says, right, I'm eating too little and I'm and I'm not losing weight, like now I'm to touch on starvation mode here. Like you have to explain to a person, right? If starvation mode existed, like people in third world countries. They, they wouldn't be starving to death. Like, and it sounds, that sounds, More that sounds raw know. enough. Like, but it's, it's the reality, you know, it's the reality. Yes, you have your metabolic adaptation, things like that, but it, it's, it's not the, it's not the same thing, obviously, you know, um, but people, people do genuinely think that they're eating too little, like, but it, it, sorry, if people sit back and think about that fact that they're eating too little and they're not losing weight, it, it's, becomes clear when they actually think deep about it and even like if this if you said if your dog wanted to drop body fat for example you would likely feed it less you know what I mean um and it's it's the same it's the same thing obviously so much more goes into it but that principle of energy balance is the same you know
0: yeah yeah I know it's like I've been on loads of calls with clients and they've said I'm eating this I'm eating this and how do I say this in a nice way without Mm. Like calling them a liar because and you like,
1: can't, you you can't. It's yeah. it's important to put things real nice and stuff because they'll respect you, respect you. Then like you know, and they learn more as well. If you just literally say to a person, "Not you're not eating that. You're not eating that. You need to get to terms with that." You're you're you lying. You can't say that to a person. Like, you know. you know. can't say that. <laughs> you're lying, bastard. Yeah. <laughs> uh No, like it's literally about
0: I guess approaching it from like even just you say like this is what this is what it is. So like. Let's have a look at where things are going wrong and i think once they can then see that for themselves rather than be told something no one ever likes to get told anything Um, then allows them to maybe then go okay well that's where we'll make the change and, and that's really ultimately what people need so i'm going to go through a few things just to finish in terms of uh what i feel like um people need to get a result and then if you want to uh, like add to them then and please do so like so i'm just going to list off a few things if you want to add new ones or you want to expand on them i think that'd be great so um in terms of like thoughts on achieving and keeping a result i think a lot of people don't really look at sleep their nutrition they like they don't learn to push and then pull back because there is an element of like people talk about sustainability fat loss shouldn't be sustainable it's Mm -hmm. you're literally putting yourself i know it's not starvation mode but you're putting yourself into like a, a state of starvation like that's how body fat is what body doesn't want to do it, like yeah so um there's going to be elements of being able to push and pull back on it and um, a daily deficit versus a, a weekly deficit or a weekly deficit sorry versus a daily deficit you need a non-emotional progress gauge so like something that is data whether that's weight measurements photos all of the above to then compare at like to what you're doing um and weight, obviously, if you are tracking weight, making sure several times a week, taking the average, that sort of thing, same conditions, and um, take some time and um, to actually set the goal and know what you're looking towards. Because if you don't know what you're doing and you're quite sporadic with, I want to do this, and you're quite general, you'll also be very general and flippant with your decisions because you're like, because if I'd said to you, this is again, it's quite morbid. In six weeks, if you don't lose half a stone or a stone you like say in six weeks you don't lose three stone right you've not even basically like got three stone to lose so mm. if i said to you in six weeks if you don't lose three stone you're going to die you probably lose the three stone yeah 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 yeah. absolutely absolutely um and you would find a way to do it and i think it's about having enough pressure on yourself so you, it forces you to implement but not too much that it overwhelms you and, and makes you feel like you're failing it's, it's a really hard balance to find i think
1: Definitely. And a lot of people struggle with that one. A lot of people struggle with that one. And it's, it comes from us as well, I suppose. And I suppose that is our job, I suppose, you know, in, in, in a nutshell, really, because we are there, I suppose, to make sure a person is, I suppose, staying adherent, but also still you, you deal with an awful lot of lifestyle clients as well, don't you? That's kind of your... Yeah, piece. it's, it's pretty part pretty of that. Yeah. yeah. So like if, if you're too hard on a person then either... They're just not going to like things, you know what I mean? And again, you have that sustainably uh, sustainable aspect of it. Um, but again, there is a balance, you know, like a person a person wants to get a result, so there has to be that little bit of, I suppose, pressure on yourself. But then you still don't want you like what's the point getting a result when your every bit of happiness has gone out of your life? Whether that's maybe going out for a few drinks the odd weekend, maybe it's going out for a meal out on a Saturday night, if all of them things are stripped away from you, like it's uh like what's the point you know what 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 is the point and there's no uh sustainable sustainable aspect of that but again you you if a person sets as you said there like if, if you were told you're going to die if you don't lose three stone in six weeks uh, like you as you said you're going to lose it so if you set a little in goal for yourself and if, if you plan things out as in let's set a little roadmap for yourself right i'm going to be here by then not exactly i suppose as scale weight like, I, I, I want to get this fat loss done by then. I'm going to be good in here and for that. And then I know, right, I can be a little bit more flexible, let's say, in like, let's say a maintenance phase. um, Or else it could be a thing that you switch the goal and you start focusing on building muscle. You know, you need to have a goal after fat loss. You have to have a goal after fat loss. Because if you don't, you're like, just gone got back to things straight away again, you know. Because one thing with fat loss, I find that, it's, a, it's actually, in, in a way, it's, 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 it's easier to stay more adherent because you're seeing things change. You're seeing, let's say, be it numbers going down. You're seeing your clothes fitting better. You're seeing yourself just look better, you know? Um, so that's kind of giving you a little bit of a drive on a weekly basis. But then let's say you go, you maybe move away from tracking. Maybe you go to maintenance. Maybe you go build a muscle. Things are so much slower. You're not noticing them changes, you know? So if you're not enjoying that process, you're not going to stick to that. In that, that that phase after the fat loss you know you you have to have that a little bit of an element of, an, uh, of enjoyment involved as well would you agree
0: yeah 100% I think um that is it like the reason and actually believe it or not personal trainers do this constantly as well like my whole goal at the moment is just to consistently stay in relative shape like I'll do maybe some stages of like maybe dieting a little bit or being more aggressive with my with my cardio or whatever it may be mm-hmm. like they uh started doing some Thai boxing again and that wasn't even from it's not from a calorie standpoint it was just from a standpoint of like you I want to like just do the same thing over and over and I want yeah. to guess at something. Um but I think where where people tend to go wrong is it's quite as as much as it might not seem it seem it, it's very instantaneous with regards to fat loss. So it almost feels comfortable to go back a few pounds and then just diet again. When realistically if they just allowed themselves to enjoy what they're doing and then have even a point of maintenance where even if they start to gain a, a wee bit of weight, then, That's then, fashion. then the decision that they go, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to diet for this, like a mini cut or like whatever is for a period of time and mm. set a new goal and so on and so forth. So like, you're going it's to, to you're,
1: enough you know, goals, like, yeah,
0: yeah, hundred um, percent. And like
1: with maintenance actually just, sorry, just one thing with that, like with maintenance, people, people see maintenance as staying the exact same maintenance isn't staying the exact way you look like you know maintenance maintenance has to be a little oh, bit of a range a impossible. would you find that would you find that with people like that it's just they're solely focused on like one number or one way they look like exactly like you know would you find that now with, with clients it's, it's literally impossible to it's impossible like yeah to,
0: to stay at maintenance um but the thing is like it, it's it's not a, I'm, I'm in maintenance or i'm not you've got a range of where you're comfortable and where you're not as soon yeah. as you hit that line, then that, that's maybe the trigger in your head. You'll be like, I'll tidy things up again. Maybe my standards back. went down, I'll pull things back a bit. But you're not going from a state of, like, I need to change. Like, mm. you're quite desperate with it. You're more like, right, okay, it's just a bit, a bit of realisation. I've maybe been pushing things, but I've enjoyed maybe a bit of downtime or whatever, trying to, like, trim things back up again
1: and understanding that like understanding that if you know the principles behind things it's you're in control you know what I mean you're in control of what happens but you need people need to be honest with themselves as well that we are all going to have different levels of body fat like throughout the year like you know that's that's the reality of it you know like at the moment like like I'm 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 happy enough what I am at the moment but I'm not extremely lean I know that in order to get extremely lean I'm going to be miserable you know what I mean and that's that's a fact like you know with my with my trend at the moment like it's it's i'm literally just trying just doing it for enjoyment as you said there yourself i will know like when to change things up a little bit for that little bit of enjoyment i'm not a bodybuilder i don't ever want to be a bodybuilder you know that that does not interest me in the slightest um so it's 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 important to understand that there are other options if if obviously you have to stick to stick into a program for a period of time is really important. But like, if you're really getting, if you're not enjoying the process at all, like let's say you're sticking to a suppose, bodybuilder style program, which can be a little bit boring for some people switch things up, maybe go more like a, a I suppose, strength and conditioning style program, maybe go more, CrossFit style program. Do you know what I mean? There's, there's nothing wrong with them things. You know what I mean. Like, uh, as you said there, you did something. You just literally switched up uh, a full former train. Like you went doing um, your What, what, what I actually missed exactly what? You, what were you doing? Did you say? Oh, just like you can see the bag.
0: You can see the bag behind me. I do oh, like yeah, yeah. Tie boxing, but I've not actually done Thai boxing in about three years. I've hit, I've hit the bag. But it's it's a lot different than someone hitting you in the face, um, and uh, like having to react like that. So there's a there's an element of like progression that isn't physiological. So it's not even just about fitness as well. Like I can I can hit myself, I can I can hit myself into ground with a bag, and I can go mad with that for rounds. But when you're having to react and get better at things, like that's the state of progression. So whether it's building muscle, getting stronger. Getting better at your lifts, getting more um, like if you're doing any sort of like Olympic lifting or whatever, getting better, at them, getting better at your squats, whatever it may be. As long as you're progressing towards something, I think it's very difficult to have an unhappy client.
1: Definitely, definitely, definitely. Because all a person wants to do is see themselves better, and that for like for one like for example, even like one person the other day just sent me a message. I'm after, I'm walking pain free, you know what I mean, like that's, that's massive for, for, for her, for another person, squatting 100, 100 kg is, is, is a goal, you know, so everyone is going to be individual, and just because you see someone doing something real optimal, I suppose, for just, like, just because you see someone doing something really, really optimal in regards to, let's say, build a muscle, that does not mean that you have to do that exact same thing, because if you do not enjoy the process, you will not stick to things, and that is, that is fact.
0: Yeah, one hundred percent. So I'm going to fi-
1: finish it up
0: here. We've got three minutes. So um, f- three meals. So you get a minute of meal. Three meals. Uh, that you could you could have
1: like so you get three meals to have for the rest of your life for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. What are they? I would have three eggs, two slices of toast, two bacon medallions in the morning. Um, lunchtime I would have. I would have a Cajun chicken wrap um with sweet potato fries and dinner. I would have what you have, for dinner. Um, Jesus, you caught me there now. Um uh, <laughs> uh I would have a uh, wood fired pizza. And you say two snacks as well? Um oh no. No, not two snacks. There's three. Exactly. Days, but um go on, give us a, give us a just one at least one snack uh one snack. Um I wouldn't be a massive snacker. Um I would jeans what do to have for a snack. I nearly just have high protein yogurt. <laughs> Very boring.
0: And <laughs> um, and then if, if calories wasn't a thing, what would you, what would a meal be? Uh
1: if calories wasn't a thing, um I would say uh galaxy bear chocolate. <laughs> Fair enough.
0: Fair enough. Um so for, for me, like, I always find people get, like, more nervous about that, that question. That yeah,
1: I was there. I, yeah, I was like, yeah, you, Becca, you caught me there, and I was did <laughs> Yeah. Have you ever seen, like, Top Gear? I did, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And then they act like they're not bothered about their time, but then they say your time is, and then they're, like, they all, like, lean in, and they're, like, they're really... Like interested in in that and this is is basically just a bit of fun. But at the end, people are like freaking out at the at the question that I've just asked, even though it's just a, a throwaway question.
1: And we're after talking about things that are fairly serious there. And, and yeah but that one really that that, that caught me out. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes, it no, it was great to have you on, mate. Uh, thanks for thanks for coming on. Um, where do where do people find you? They can find
1: you. Yeah, list. so I I'm have as t- well t- actually t- recently say that again sorry, sorry
0: yeah your Instagram and TikTok have blown up a fair bit recently
1: yeah it's it's I I can't I have to thank Sean Casey for that like he's like without Sean over the past over the past say six months I I don't know like I wouldn't it wouldn't be anywhere near this like I've I, I've i no idea what's after happened over the past while it's it's overwhelming I suppose in regards to I'm so grateful to for everyone you know because it's you you can't say that you expect these things to happen, I suppose. May like following is on following is, is absolutely brilliant and I'm really grateful to it. But like it's um it's it's only one one part of it, I suppose, as well, you know. And um yeah, no, so yeah, I yeah, I'm just really grateful to, to everyone and it's 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 just it's mad the way things happen. Social media is a is a crazy thing at the moment, I suppose, isn't it? And sure, you're 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 blown up as well. Like um so Evan Daily underscore daily fitness on Instagram and same on TikTok.
0: Perfect. Oh good. Yeah, I know it is mad that like that's that's I guess that just let's round up. Like both we're both getting coached by Sean in that area of our life. I'm older than Sean, I've been coaching longer than Sean. But but for that specific area of my life, Sean has done what I've not done, and I've done more in the last 14 weeks than I have in the last eight years of coaching in terms of building my social media. Um, and that's just something in terms of like the power of coaching and taking someone's advice has authentically been there and done it and actually implementing it rather than try to guess. Because with social media, half the time I was just guessing, I could create good content. But I was just kind of guessing. Having a yeah. map and a structure. And I guess no, that's, I that's exactly, and that's what that's the power of a coach. And I don't know if you've got other coaches for different things, but I've, I've got several. And I think it's definitely something that if you don't already and you're trying to wing everything by yourself, you're probably shooting yourself in the foot.
1: And that's a fact. I find having someone there to guide things, let's say things that you're struggling with, let, let's, say be it, let's say be it our training, let's say be it our social media, be it business, whatever it is, it's, it's, it's an absolute game changer. Like it's an absolute game changer for even reassuring side of things. And that's just people looking in here now, I suppose, having someone to structure things out for you and reassure you that you were on the right track to getting to where you want to be you know and that's the way I looked to Sean I was like I want to be where he is I suppose and I just just I, I reached out to him and it was the best investment I ever made in my life
0: yeah yeah it's, de- it's definitely and that's I guess that's what you want your your clients to, to say about you as well uh, yeah it,
1: that, that's you'd, you'd like it, to think can, so you'd like to think so <laughs> it can it can be
0: life-changing see when you start looking at things from a perspective of less is going to be for the rest of my life what do I, want to like, do I want to be going on fad diets and doing these things? Like it doesn't end. Let's say it was to work. It doesn't end. So like how do we actually get all these kind of things amalgamated into your life? And you kind of enjoy it. I think that's the thing as well. Like learning to enjoy it, I think, is a is a really key thing to just like actually having it work long term.
1: Definitely. And that's the biggest take-home, I think, of the whole podcast is is if you don't enjoy it. You're, you're not going to stick to it and find things you enjoy I know it's it's very easy for me to sit here and say just do things you enjoy like but yeah you have to you have to enjoy it to some extent because uh, you're, you're just you're going to end up back where you are if you don't enjoy things you know
0: yeah. People, people are going to take it far too, literally. Like, people take stuff... Yeah, to be all on the piss tonight. No, never- <laughs> yeah, like, oh, I enjoy beer and I enjoy pizza. Yeah, so yeah. Evan, Evan said to enjoy that.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's the, he's the, he's the best ad ever. He's the best. <laughs> no, but it was yeah. good, good to have you, mate. Anything you want to finish on? No, that's all good, Sylvester. No, ha- ha- happy with all that. No, I think there's a few good things for people to take home on, on, on things. And again, thanks very much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Perfect. I think I might just put it out tomorrow, um,
0: so I'll, I'll let you know when I've done it. But I'll end it here. Thanks for. Um, also, just if you are listening, I usually should really do this at the start, um, rather than the, the end. But if you're listened this far, just give us give us a share on on Instagram um, or wherever you can, just to let us know that you're even just a message on Instagram. I always like to know what people have taken away from it, a client or not. Um, I just love to to know who's all listening. It would be fantastic. Definitely. Definitely. All right, speak to you all soon and I'll see you in the next one.